0: Behind the baller, my life is more than money and journey, my story so crazy dog, I said make a movie, behind the baller, I went from playing sports to exotic whips, ain't gotta tell me dog, I know I'm this scene, behind the baller, my life is more than money and journey, my story so crazy dog, I said make a movie, behind the baller, I went from music exact to this podcast, now I finally feel at home alive, behind the baller. Mic check one two, mic check one two, you are now rocking with the best, the greatest, and the freshest, and the washed. In fact, the washed of all washed. When you beat all the washed up dads, you have to face me, okay? The Korean John Q said, you got to face me for the crown. Guys, gals, this is the Behind the Baller podcast. This is a world famous award winning show. We are top 10 in the business category in 19 countries now. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. Also known as the Korean Roy McAvoy. If you don't know who that is, go Google that motherfucking name. The Omicron Don, the Korean Liam Neeson, and of course, I am the most hated Korean on social media. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a Dust Brothers production, which means you are listening to the podcast, this podcast, in 8K high-definition stereo sound. The Dust Brothers are soon to be a nine-time podcast producer of the year duo. By the way, all of us collectively, we call ourselves the captains. That's including my brother, Michael Robport. so... So a, a lot of you know a lot of names, a lot of monikers, a lot of things like that. But yo, great show. What a fucking week. Okay. I went to a car meet, almost crashed my $1.2 million McLaren. Uh, my crypto.com wallet got hacked for 14000 dollars I went to Merced, California for the first time ever, had a great time, dropped my new strains, drove my Tesla for the longest I've ever driven an electric car distance-wise. Uh, two teams that I hate more than anything battled it out, and the team that I've hated since 1981 lost, and they're stuck with their shitty QB and that stupid high contract they fucking gave them, and now the other shitty team is going to get destroyed next week. Sorry, Miles. Fuck you. Um, my Instagram has been disabled. Hopefully, we'll figure it the fuck out. It says it's disabled for 30 days for review. Which is fucking bullshit. Stop the fucking stop the cap. Logan Paul got duped for $3.5 million. I'll tell you all about it in a little bit. Powerbook 2, ghost, fucking lit, incredible. Euphoria. Mm, it, great. You know, it's it's very silver lake-ish. And we're gonna get into that. All right. But I got a lot to say today, guys. Um, well, I know we're supposed to do fan questions, but we'll do that next week. By the way, BTB Army. Denzel Washington, my first professional boss, yes, and my friend, has just announced that he is filming Equalizer Part 3. For those of you who fucking know, I have watched Part 1 and Part 2 at least 100 times each. It is maybe one of my favorite movie series ever. Over Star Wars, fuck all you fucking May the Fourth's, okay? Equalizer all day long. I am the Korean John McCall. Okay. But yes, a lot to discuss on an all new, brand new, yang banging shit talking episode of BTB. Let's motherfucking go. Guys. 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 <laughs> you guys ever follow my boy uh, DJ Big Boy Chang, is a Filipino dude, super rich dude in the Philippines, fucking hilarious guy. He's he's like, "Guys, guys, is super fucking funny. He's Chinese, Filipino. He's, he's got that crazy thick uh, Tagalog accent. Anyways, enough with the small talk. There is currently a battle right now between the people who actually have mental illness and are dealing with it. They've recognized it, but they won't let it beat them. They won't lose the battle to mental illness. They're fighting it on a daily and they're not crying about it. They're going out there and they will share their stories, but they're out to say, am like, yeah, I got it. Fuck all that. I got things to do, okay? And then there's the ones that have it slightly. Some have it really, really bad too, not not you know, but they buckle at the knees. They let it defeat them. They can't mentally wrap, you know, a fucking camel clutch around it and they blame everything in their life on it i'm not saying it doesn't exist i've said it does i've dealt with it okay do you guys even want to see the shit that i went through as a child i've talked about it here i know we got a lot of new followers who don't go back to the old shows Why i discussed that episode about my dad that wasn't no cap that's all real i'd guarantee that i would be in the small group of a hundred million kids Okay, since 1973, if you gathered 100 million kids, I don't know if there's that many kids, but I'm just saying. I'd be in the top one percentile of the most brutal ass beatings ever. And that's probably why I am the way I am today. And that's fine. It's all good. What am I going to do? Cry about it and sit there and be like, oh, man, it's fucked me. No, man, I got shit to do. Right. I'm not saying the ones who are really struggling are bitches and they're soft, I'm saying there are some ones that are struggling and they're blaming it on shit and they are soft, okay? If these people had the right people behind them, giving them a strong push, motivating them, listen, you could defeat this. But like I said today, we're too soft. My wife is too soft. She has mental stress from her childhood. And, you know, my father-in-law listens to this show. He wasn't beating her up or like that, but she has little things that she's dealt with and whatever. She has things dealing with the kids, other stuff. But for the people who are going through it, sometimes you have to just bench press that shit out of your, your, just push that shit. Uh! Easier said than done. Yeah, no shit. Okay. But why make excuses? Like you're feeling like shit. Fucking do something about it. Straighten yourself the fuck out. You know, one of the reasons why I'm bringing this up is, and and what's so wild is, I see a lot of good-looking people who have a lot going for them, who have more issues than the random civilians that really ain't got shit going on. They're just sitting at home. You know, it's just crazy. Okay? And they have their their panic attacks. They have their anxiety. And that brings up anxiety. Because you know what? I want to tell you guys, I've said it once or twice here, but I've been suffering from anxiety since 1994. I got my first attack that I recognized right around then. I was inside a DJ booth, okay? might've got it sooner, but I don't know, but I was inside a DJ booth at Creek Alley, the Denzel Washington spot, and I was DJing. I truly think that I was doing a lot of coke back then. Yes, like cocaine sniffing up my nose. I think that could have definitely triggered it, and I've never been right ever since. There's a lot of shit that I haven't been right ever since, drugs, Okay? But then around like 1995, it got real bad. It started to take over my life. Started seeing a lot of doctors. I started getting super fucking paranoid. I had this crazy hypochondriac shit, you know what I mean? Around late 1996 is when I realized that all that hypochondriac shit, me going to see the doctors, doctors banning me from their offices, saying you're perfectly healthy, you're tripping out. Once I got all my health shit out the window and knew I was okay, I was like, oh, no, I'm tripping. Fuck all this bullshit. Fuck you, nah. You can't defeat me. It was gone after that. I refused. Yes, having a lot of water in your diet definitely helps. You know, staying hydrated. Sometimes you don't feel good, whatever. Drink a fucking, just one full uh, you know, um, ball of water. Drink two, I guarantee shortly, you'll be all right, okay? But I didn't get rid of my anxiety forever, all right? It came back in 1999. And it pop up here and there. Had some really bad ones like during like bad experiences, like my grandfather passed away and I couldn't I don't know, I was like dealing with the mortality and this and that. You know what I'm saying? Had some really bad panic attacks episodes in the last decade. But look, anxiety and panic attacks are like bullies. They get you when you're down. All right. Bottom line, they're bitch-ass, ho ass, trick-ass motherfuckers. It's all mind games. You can't let them get the best of you. You can't let them take over your body, especially your mind, all right? There is a cycle and, you know, when anxiety starts and when you start to feel it, that is right immediately when you need to attack, you need to nip it right in the butt, right there, immediately, or else it will take over. It will fucking snowball. It will steamroller your shit, okay? Then you're fucked, if you're having an anxiety attack, try to think about things that ease your mind. And if not, try to think about some shocking things. I know it sounds crazy, right? Try to think about biting a bat's head off your head, you know, and it'd be like, oh, it's going to be more light nightmares later. No. Get that shit out of your fucking mind, right? Think about fucking kicking Pennywise the dick. Do whatever you got to do, all right? Think about the good things. Think about your kids. Think about somebody you love. Be like, nah, it's going to be all right. Boom. If you're a fat motherfucker, you know what? Maybe it's time to fucking drop the Kit Kats. Maybe it's time to drop the pizza. Maybe it's time to go take a walk, go get an Apple Watch. By the way, I just got an Apple Watch for the first fucking time. I love it. Maybe it's time to drink more water and go fight. Fuck the thyroid shit. Yes, people need more help. Look, I've seen it done. It can happen, okay? But back to the anxiety thing. I've tried the biting into a raw lemon. And that does help, right? But who the fuck has a raw lemon all the time in their car, walking around the street, whatever, had a fucking Laker game, you know? And, and why am I telling you guys about this? Why are we talking about mental illness? And why are we talking about fucking, you know, um, anxiety? Because I suffered from it. Because it affected a very close friend of mine who's been on this show. I don't want to say his name. He's already mad at me about some shit I don't fucking know. But it's gotten so bad that he now has physical issues. They're not there, but in his brain, they've conquered his mind. So they think that, he thinks that it really exists, but it doesn't, okay? And since it's defeated him mentally, you know, he thinks he can't walk. And now, crazy part is, his defense mechanism, you know, on some like, Matt Damon, you know, Goodwill hunting shit is, is just like, he's like, no, fuck you then. It just pushes people away. And, you know, um, Anyone with the semi-aggressive or like, a you know, somewhat an approach he doesn't like, j- just it. he writes them off and just doesn't want them to be around. And that's cool because you want to protect your energy and you don't want negative people around you. You don't realize sometimes though, motherfuckers ain't trying to be negative. They're just saying shit you don't want to hear, but it's shit that you need to hear. Right. But, it, but it's sad and disappointing. Okay. Most of the doctors that have hit my boy up, they've told him that he's okay, but he won't listen. Now. The fact that his health is actually slightly bad doesn't help him at all. So guys, ladies, keep your health in order. Go see a doctor once a year minimum, go see a dentist two, three times a year. I mean this shit. And it's one thing that I hate, it's this term right here from my boy Cole Harris here. I fucking hate it. A patient cured is a dollar lost. What fucking world do we live I hate the fact that America doesn't have free healthcare or every other fucking country pretty much does, okay? Now, look, right? I hate people who feed into that idiom, right? Because look, if there's something wrong with you, like, like there's, you, you have cancer, for real, like a serious disease, right? Broken leg, heart issues, you can't just rely on the doctor alone. You gotta go do your part, get a second opinion, make sure you do your own research, okay? But I do believe people who attack it early, you're gonna be good, right? Unless it's something really rare and obscure with a cancer. All right, cool, but there's still ways to do it. I don't think doctors are out there intensely trying to get you sick or get you sicker. I'm sorry, I know we live in a fucked up world and maybe out of 17,000 doctors, let's just say 30 of them, it's still not enough. Stop with the cap, okay? Do your part, do your research, okay? Do not feed into any conspiracy that a doctor wants you to get sicker. Okay. Now the insurance companies—they are scumbag cocksucker motherfuckers—and so are the people, you know, who are up in the upper executive level of the hospitals. Okay, I'll be honest. Have you ever noticed when you go to a hospital and you're sick, you stay overnight? Have you ever noticed the food there is terrible that they serve you? Like how are they gonna serve you bad food in the hospital? You're supposed to—you know—it's crazy, right? But yes, there are people inside hospitals that give care. They, they care. They give a care and they, they are caregivers, truly. The nurses, the real heroes, all right? The nurse practitioners, LVM, LVMs and, and the, uh, the fucking RNs, all that, they are heroes. They're the ones doing all the doctors work until they need to come in and tell them what to do, all right? Some doctors really do care. Now, why all this talk? Because our healthcare here has failed, and it's dry, it drives people away from going to see the doctor. They don't want to go, they don't want to go to the hospital, whatever, boom. You know what? If you see your general practice doctor, you could avoid a lot of shit that might be building up in your body, right? Okay, so the term, another term I hate, complications from COVID, it's tricky, right? And these anti-vaxxers, super fucking Antifa, Whatever the fuck you want to... Not Antifa. What the fuck is it? Antifa is the fucking bullshit shit, the far right. Look at Just these conspiracy theorists, the fucking Robert Kennedy motherfuckers, anti-vaxxers. They love to use that fucking term. See, no one's ever died from COVID. There's just... Shut the fuck up. Okay? It's the same guys that like to fight over the word mandate is not a law. I can sit here in this and the... No, fuck all that. Okay? I'm not here to diss religion at all whatsoever. You should watch the movie Religulous. I have said this a million times. I'm gonna give a fuck if you don't like Bill Maher. He is breaking it down very, very, very plain and black and white, okay? Go watch that movie. There shouldn't be no motherfucking religious exempt for a vaccine or whatever else because you know what? I'm sorry, guys. You guys have been putting the fucking vaccine in your body if you go to school in the United States of America, There ain't no, I think Florida might be the only state that's avoiding it. Look at the situation over there. You can't get a test. It's all bullshit and whatever, but who fucking knows? Okay, I get it. Nobody has been fucking against authority or law more than me. Okay, going against authority and questioning authority. Yeah, it's, it's good for the progress of our country, but there's also common sense behaviors that we seriously lack more than ever. It's actually pathetic. It's sad. Right. And with all that's going on in the world today, more anxiety and mental issues are occurring. And the more that you understand the shit that I'm talking about, the better you will be and able to navigate through life, especially during these times right now. Okay. That's why it's so important that I started the show out with this because I do care. And if you can't tell that from my voice, then. Unsubscribe from the show. As much as I want more subscribers, unfucking subscribe. I need you to be strong, be smart. Right? If there's over, let's say there's a million doctors in the in in the United States of America, or let's say there's 25 million in the world, okay, doing God's work out there. And 19 of them or so go on Joe Rogan's podcast to discuss any sort of conspiracy against COVID. And like, look, I don't think it's even that many. Think about that carefully okay you know however many a dozen think about that like you know how fucking stupid some of these people are with just like it's just god damn man joe rogan fear factor a fucking announcer for the ufc not saying how many but i'm just telling you because i'm not going against the grain though do you know what i mean i'm on the right side of history that is oh man sorry guys It's been over three weeks, I still feel weird, I ain't gonna lie to you, mostly fatigue, but just be safe, you know? I'm back to maybe 65% of my smell, still haven't got it all, it's weird, okay? Protect everything, guys, mostly your mind, because your mind controls everything else. Once your mind is gone, you've lost, okay? And no BTB Army member is going to take an L like that. Not if you listen to this. Refuse to take that L. All right. It's been a good week, man. It's uh, been a weird week. Yesterday was real fucking weird for me. And I refuse to let it get me down. All right. So let me pivot in this real quick. Spoke about credit on my social media before it got deleted or before my IG got deleted. I got disabled for 30 days. Let me tell you, um, by the time this episode airs, I'm hoping my account is back or I'm going to know a lot more of what's going on. Okay. I wasn't hacked. Had nothing to do with my crypto shit. Okay. Is it a coincidence? It's two different things. It got nothing to do with the other. Okay, Instagram messaged me about it. There is a flawed reporting system on Instagram and anytime I have a drop for my cannabis or I push my Ben Bar did the strain meets, like meet and greets, haters from other cannabis brands report my page. It just makes sense. Like who hurt you, right? You want to put an obstacle in my way, like to slow me down? Like I'm still beating you cocksuckers by eons. What is the real issue 10,000 obstacles will not stop me. You're not going to break me. This Ben Baller train is a freight train with no brakes. Stop wasting your fucking time. Okay. But yeah. My man Rob is going to come on here and discuss credit. We are in weird times, guys. People are not happy with their jobs, so they're not returning to work. Okay. Is that smart? I get it. But fuck that. We'll fight against it. All right. What are you going to do while you starve? Unemployment's fucked up. So I'm just curious. What are you going to do? Put yourself in a bigger home. I'd rather do this than not work. Okay, cool. Right? I get it. Not enough benefits. Maybe no, no benefits at all. But again, now what? Okay. I'm all about fighting back, but not everyone can be the president or the vice president of any company, let alone the country. Who will say anyone could do what he wants. Yeah, but let's be real. Someone's got to take out the trash. Someone's got to fucking count the boxes at T-Mobile. Someone has to go take your order at fucking Burger King. All right. What is your actual talent? Did you go to school and you thought you were going to get a job guaranteed? Or you can't get a job in the field that you got your degree in? You You know, they just released these numbers and the numbers are down. Now, with COVID, I understand that totally. But you ever wonder why in the last five years, college admissions are getting lower and lower each year, but yet the prices are going up. It's fucked up. There's shit with the sports programs, all kinds of stuff. They're the ones getting the money. It's weird. And you know me, I favor the sports shit, but come on, let's be real. People are finally figuring out that 30 years later, they got these fucking school loans still. And it's like, come on, man. School is truly not for everyone. I will deal with my wife with this later. And I want the mass structure and everything, cool. But if that's what you need, that structure you need to figure out what you're going to do in your life, then do it at a fucking junior college first, okay? Because don't put yourself into six figures of debt just because you want a diploma that won't even guarantee you a decent paying job in today's world. Guys, you got to be sharper than most early, 15, 16. At 18, there is zero excuse not to finish high school. There is no excuse to not finish high school. Like, I don't give a fuck. What's going on right now with the kids today? No excuse. But look, even at 18 years old, you can start building your credit. If your parents are lit and they're kind of like, you know, they understand the game, they'll get your credit situation, you know, off to a good start before that. But you can start building your credit at 18 off a McDonald's salary, you could even get a student credit card at, I think, 17. I'm not sure, but maybe it might be 18. So remember this. Like, okay. I regret so fucking much how bad I fucked up my credit three big times in my life. And these things lasted for like five, six years, seven years. So, you know, oh, I got it back. Okay, boom. Right? Or they fell off my credit reports. I didn't truly realize how important it was. My mom would have tell me credit's so important. Don't let it fuck up. Boom. My brother and sister didn't have bad credit, okay? I just didn't realize how imperative it was to have good credit. And trust me, I will never fall off again on my credit. And FYI, my credit just got back good in 2015. Thank the Lord to my boys I'm gonna have on here talking about credit, okay? So that's very recent. Now, in today's economy, Credit is even more important than ever because that's how the banks are judging you because they're fucking people up with good credit already. So you can't fuck up your credit, all right? Even though you could fix it, don't fuck it up. Just do not. All right, I got my boy, the credit specialist, coming on the show next week to tell you guys how he can help you get your shit back good, how to get to an 800, and when I posted my shit, I was so happy to see a lot of you guys over the 700s, and in the 800s, you know what I'm saying, from all my followers, look, I salute you guys, appreciate it, right, but um, let's take a break real quick, I got a wacky ass week to talk about, I want to get into that, but this was important because I actually care, all right, BTB Army. Okay, yo Miles, man Yep Some of that Lakey Lake, I appreciate you Yo, we'll be right back, guys This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy We talk about BetterHelp a lot on this show And this month we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health For example, some people think you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy, but that isn't true. Therapy is a tool to utilize before things get worse and it can help you avoid those lows. And we've been taught that mental health shouldn't be a part of normal life, but that's what's wrong too. We take care of our bodies with the gym, the doctor, and nutrition. We should be focusing on our minds just as much. I fully endorse BetterHelp to make your life better. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Behind the Baller listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Baller. That's dot com slash baller. Supercharge your knowledge, your sales, and your success. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Synchronize your online and in-person sales. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash baller, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash baller right now. Shopify.com/baller. For those of you who listen to Behind the Baller podcast and obviously follow my social media, you know how I get down with True It's a perfect app for budgeting and tracking your bills, but also, True is the app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or you simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year using Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple to cut them loose. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. As I've told you before, I love Truebill. I use it every single day. With Truebill, you can put your savings on autopilot to save money without thinking about it. Truebill learns your habits and saves the right amount at the right time while helping you avoid overdraft fees. Truebill has over 2 million users and you should be one too. Get an effortless breakdown of your finances to see where your money is going and how to improve. Truebill will notify you of important events that need your attention so you're never caught off guard again. Sign up at Truebill.com baller. Go right now to Truebill.com baller. It could save you thousands of dollars a year like it does for me. Go to Truebill.com baller. These days, it could be hard to find and hire the right candidates for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to find people you want to talk to, faster and for free. When I hire for my businesses and personal, I turn to LinkedIn because it's efficient and easy. Create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and be on the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of the most qualified. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit linkedin post your job for free at linkedin.com slash baller that's linkedin.com slash baller to post your job for free terms and conditions apply what's up guys guys (laughs) i'm playing man so um i could have connected with kanye this week but uh it was a night of this tuner slash exotic car meetup. I would have fucking felt hella weird in that Madonna room. That was just fucking awkward as hell with Floyd and with the weird energy of me and Floyd guy. Whatever, it was just weird. But yeah, so um, it was a night of this exotic. Well, more tuner, but it was it was a good mix. And this car meet was in the SGV, San Gabriel Valley. It was in Monrovia to be exact. Two people texted me, my boy Flaco, you already know, ASAP, and uh, he's like, "Yo." You know, pull up, man. It's about to be lit, blah, blah. I know you don't get out, whatever. Boom. And I was like, yo, I'm going to try to. And then my boy, The Game, who I haven't talked to in a minute, and me and Game go back 20 years. He was like, yo, bro, I'm about to start recording with Ye. I'm going to do a single. We're going to film a motherfucking music video, dog. Bring some chains and this and that. I was like, bro, dog, this ain't 2005 anymore, bro. I'm not bringing no chains anywhere. I'm just not, that someone else, will I just, oh, man, YouTube. No, bro, that's just not where I'm at. It's like asking Michael Jordan to go fucking play college basketball. It's just not, where I'm at, but um, I didn't feel like being around all that, so uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure that all out. And he's, he's really, just, yeah, he's just being too accessible right now, man. It's kind of bumming me out. I don't know. It's just weird. Um, but if it was just like me, yay, and and you know, it was Julia, who's my friend, his girl, and uh, you know, a couple heads, whatever, cool, chilling, vibing, real cool. But nah, man, I'm I'm good. You know, um, there's just too much of a movie going on. But yeah, so um. This car meet is called Osaka Outlaw. Uh, I forgot the dude who runs up. Sorry. He told me I went out to meet with them like five, six years ago. But look, guys, I'm telling you here, that may have been my last car meet, official car meet where there's that many cars at nighttime ever again. I don't care if it's summer, I don't care what anything, if we're going to cruise, the moment, whatever, that I just cannot. I wasn't going to bring the Santa. I was going to bring the Tesla. I was going to bring the Turbo S. I got on the freeway and it's like real fast and furious shit. And cars start pulling up here and there. I seen an M8, M6, fucking Murcielago, Lago, you know, a couple of Ferraris, um, Vipers and shit. And, you know, we get on the 210 freeway about to. Passing Inglewood, entering Pasadena. And this M8 thinks he, like, can get me. And it was weird. I was like, yo, bro, like, are you tripping? Corvette pulled up a new one, a C8. And, like, you know, we started doing 135 here and there. And I, I smashed up to 135. And I stopped my brakes. And I'm like, yo, are you guys serious? And I will smash by these guys. So finally, Stu keeps going, boom. And he couldn't believe it, too, because he told me after. I guess he pulled it to me. I'm doing, like, 155 smashing down the 210. See my boy Rob from Crooks. I slam on my brakes because this fucking, and I don't mean this in the wrong way, but my boy High Card is in the Lago, cuts in front of me. I downshift three times now. So I went from 155 to like 110 in seconds. I'm downshifting from sixth gear to fifth to fourth. It won't let me get into fucking third. It just wouldn't let me. And I'm fucking slamming on the brakes, praying to God I don't rear-end this guy. And I almost crashed. And I'm just like, you know what? I can't act right. I can't be a normal person. So I chill out for a little bit, driving like 90, 100, boom. We get like real close. By the way, I got there in no time because we we're fucking going so fast. The freeway was moving good. Pass by Sandy Mall exit. And I see... A 720S and a couple other cars, like some Porsche troubles. Like, oh, for real? Y'all want to really keep going? And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with me? Anyways, I get there. It was a cool event. Brought back memories. It was uh, it was chill. My boy Alex Choi was up there, my girl Amber is up there, um, Kill Bambi. And it was uh it was a good meet. I was really surprised. to seen some SVJs, there was a fucking 812 super fast GTS. It's like a legit 700K car. My boy Alex Choi brought up his crazy ass Huracan, and there was a bunch of you know um, tuners. My boy Mark, uh, Terodactics, he brought his fucking uh, R34 Skyline, right-hand drive, gorgeous fucking car, the most beautiful detailed job I've ever seen on a fucking car. It was incredible. And you know we kicked it, and and, um, there was like you know there's a bunch of shit going on over there. There's you know it's like a strip mall, whatever. They have food, Chipotle stuff. And then they did a drive to a bubble spot and I was like, I can't be here anymore. This is just too crazy. So, you know, the Malibu meets are cool, but it's like no one really wants to get and push the limit on the cars and shit. And, you know, I get in the car and I want to get my skills on, you know, I want to be like, fuck this. Be like, oh, it's dangerous. Shut the fuck up. I'm an old ass man telling you to shut the fuck up. Let all the people out there. Oh, it's dangerous. No oh, shit. It's dangerous. I hate motherfuckers that keep their... Garage queens are the worst. You keep your fucking hypercar in the garage, or the worst is when you go to these meets and they go, oh, it's, it's valuable. No shit though, but dog, drive the motherfucker. You got these dudes who pull up in, in trailers to a car event, and they'll pull up like one block before and then pull up in that. So they don't put any miles on their car. It's just fucking corny as fuck. Just, oh, man. Had a good time. Appreciate you, uh, Osaka Outlaw. Don't know, man. If I do do one, I just can't do it in that car again, man. I don't know. Logan Paul bought $3.5 million in fake Pokemon. Now, the thing is, he bought a case, sealed case. Now, the thing with the sealed case shit is he should have had PSA, check it out, and he didn't. Now, the person he got it from, Shine, I know the dude. I've seen him. You know, he's probably a good guy. I don't know what the fuck happened, but if you watch that video, it's painful. When the experts are like, yo, this this ain't it. Then he opens up and it's fucking G.I. Joe. Like, look, guys, I buy my son's new Pokemon. That old shit, there's so many fucking fakes, is dangerous. And there's millions and millions to be made. And the crazy part is Shine said he paid 2.7 for it. So he made 800 bands, but like, you know... It's crazy what else is crazy is if you don't know that fanatics owns like lids and like fucking nfl shop nba shop and it's like they own all the sports cards too now so they own hats everything like i wonder what the fuck they're buying up everything and it just made me think about monopoly anytime me and homicide or dj and played monopoly there was a fucking fight There was arguments, there's all kinds of shit. I played with my family, played growing up, you know, the kids in my hood. Monopoly always got in some fights, right? But you guys know better than anybody. You buy up everything that you fucking can. That's the smartest thing you could do. And you try to do that shit, you charge rent, boom. And it's kind of the same thing. It's literally like Monopoly. And Fanatics is about to fucking own everything. People could get mad like Amazon. But look, you know, we got to be smart out here. Hold out. You know, figure some shit out. It's just, it's, it's just getting crazy with the sports cards. Um, I officially am announcing that I am doing my 2022 Topps Chrome baseball set. May not be the last set, but got some tricks up my sleeve. I always do. And uh uh shout out to the guys at PSA, my boy Brandon, my boy Um Zach. Much love, man. Definitely, definitely, definitely dope dudes. Now, did my meet and greet in Merced. Guys, from the bottom of my heart. For those of you who drove from Sacramento, from San Francisco, from the East Bay, from fucking San Mateo, from San Jose, I appreciate the fuck out of you guys. We had a great turnout. Uh, the loiter squad dude, golf reporters, pulled up from Fresno, had a lot of people. I had Central Valley lit. And let me tell you something, Merced, my first time there, it is definitely a small old town. Crazy part about this whole shit is I dated a girl back around 93, 94, 94 around there. Come from a prominent family and she grew up in Merced, which blows my mind because she actually came from some wealth. And um, she went to a private girl's school, you know, in Bel Air and never knew she grew up in Merced. I remember her bringing it up but I was like, what the fuck? And you know, she had told me after the Air Force base had left, you know, Merced kind of died. But now they got UC Merced there and it's starting to try to, they're trying to build some shit back, you know. They have the basic stuff, the fucking fast food stuff, but you know they had this like little cute little um, boutique hotel called the El Capitan, and um, I did a little drive, drove through the hood, saw the whole stroll, was fucking kind of curious about that. But it was a great event. The burners merced, the cookies merced, beautiful store. I'm a partner in that whole you know project, and uh, it was my first time in merced, so you know pull up go to the hotel, remind me like a Thompson, had a Seattle vibe. It was nice little cozy suite. It was a good amount of size. It was cool. Um, went to this place called h and I think, or something, sandwiches, real good. There was supposed to be this bomb ass taco truck next to the um, Burners Merced, but they weren't there. So Friday, met up with the team early. It was It was a long drive. I drove my Tesla up. I was going to bring the RV and I said, you know what? Fuck it. Now the crazy part was When I was going to drive and meet up with Elon Musk, my boy Paul, we were going to map it all out and we knew we're going to have to take two stops to get to Silicon Valley. Right? And we had like one stop, I forgot where, like maybe like 120 miles out. And then another stop, like right at around like 270 and that was going to get us enough to get us to the bay. Then from there we could just kind of charge around, never end up doing it. So It's 250 miles from LA to Merced, and the max uh, charging range I have on my car is 344 miles. Now, 344 miles don't mean you're going to get to a uh, um, 250-mile range. You're not going to get that. You know, remember, you got the stereo, you got the AC pumping, maybe the heater, heated seats. You got other shit. I got plaid mode. Even in, you know, whatever. It's, it, there's no long range mode on the, on the car. You could ease some things up, but really, you know, you're gonna have to make one stop, which is fine by me. So I stopped a little bit before Fresno in this town called Traver, Traver, California. And it was like this little cheese shop. And I couldn't fucking believe how fast my car charged. I was at like, Uh, like maybe like 80 miles or something. And it just needed enough for me to get to Merced. I forgot how far I was. It wasn't anything crazy. I was maybe like another hundred miles and change. This motherfucking new supercharger system. And by the way, if you guys have a Tesla, understand, if you charge your car and you have over 25%, you should ideally have 20% range on your car. That's how you charge faster. This motherfucker gave me like 200 miles in like 20 minutes. It was lightning fast. It was incredible. And this place was beautiful. It was like, they had special cheeses there. It was a cool little farm, you know. They had bathrooms that were clean. They had a little restaurant. They had a fudge bar, ice cream. You know, I got some stuff for my kids. I got some uh, some vintage uh, soda pop. And then I had like a little sandwich there. It was real cool. And uh, yeah, smashed out. Now, I get to Merced and um, I start charging. There's a supercharger in Merced, so I was really hyped. And the fog started getting bad, and I was like, "Yo, is this what the fuck?" So some dudes from my team, my partners, uh, my boy Joel, says, "Yo, what do you want to do?" And I was like, "Yo, dog, you know we got teams in tomorrow. Let, let's hit Dan Busters. Fuck it." So we drive to Dan Busters in Fresno. It's about a 15 minute drive, and we hit some bad fog. Wasn't terrible, but it was bad, you know. We get to this 41 freeway, we gallo farms, really famous Italian winery. We start driving and I can't see 25, 30 feet in front of me. And it's just a fucking sketch. I was like, yo, do I'm on 21s. You know, like this ain't the car to be in. Like, what the fuck? Get to Dan Busters though. Everything went out the window Got some Casamigos Got some Coronas in Shout out to my boy Popeye Shout out to Jason The general manager At Dayton Busters For taking care of me Obviously I got my corporate You know uh, Sponsorship with Dayton Busters So we was in there Playing the fucking Connect Four basketball You know These new games They got this hatchet Throw game lots of other shit The only thing they didn't have Which was one of my favorites Is Star Trek I was kind of bummed But we are in there For a few hours Got some food The fucking salmon was hitting The wings were hitting um, The drinks were hitting And, uh, you know, fuck it. We're like, let's head back. This is when the fuckery began. That fog was so fucking bad that that 54-minute drive ended up being like an hour and 20. It was fucking terrible. Could not see shit. Like, that shit had me fucked up. So, anyways, get home. I watched some fucking, uh, I forgot what the fuck I watched. And I go to sleep. Wake up in the morning around eight thirty or so. Joel hits me up, Howell, oh, and Joel's like, "Yo, bro, I'm at the shop getting set up." I was like, "God damn, it's early as fuck." You know, I'm about to go get my coffee downstairs, little coffee shop, get my little fucking croissant and everything. And he's like, "Ben, just so you know, there's a few people in line already." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "Oh shit, okay, it's lit, it's on, right?" So anyways, you know, I just kind of chill, do my little relaxation stuff and everything, whatever. And, uh, you know, I hit up Burners Merced. It was a block and a half away from the hotel. And it was a really nice turnout. It was a really, really good turnout. I really, really appreciate everyone that showed up. You know, last week I had mentioned, two weeks before I mentioned that there's no real way to reheat French fries and all this other stuff and everything. And I've been wanting to buy an air fryer forever. And this Filipino dude who owns a auto detail business in the Bay Area called Supreme Auto Detail, pulled up and gave me an air fryer. The magic and fucking power of the podcast is amazing. Thank you, Pate. Appreciate you, Supreme Auto Detail. I'm going to fucking reheat some motherfucking fr- I'm gonna reheat all kinds of shit in that air fryer. I'm gonna fuck around and put steaks in that bitch, all kinds of shit, okay? Meanwhile, um, I launched my two new strains, Kelly Green, 47, which goes absolutely fucking crazy. This could be one of the best strains in California right now. It's that lit, okay? Box fan Benny, crazy, all right? Now, the crazy shit is, too, is this dude Grandpa Joe pulled up, right? Honda deal for vets. He is a dude that is in his, well, in his 60s, maybe in his 70s, That helps out Army veterans and gets some deals on cars. Smokes mad weed. He has this thing he calls Water Gang. Great dude. Amazing guy. Pulled up. I guess he lives near Merced. Was excited to meet him. We took some pictures. He started posting my shit. Super, super good dude, man. Really had a great time. Um, Shout out to two dudes. I forgot where they are from. They might have been from the Bay from whatever. They pulled up. Uh, they won. I gave away two gold Ben Baller toasters. They're not even out yet. By the way, they drop next Monday. Don't forget, only on the network app. And yeah, man, it was just a great event. All good energy, no fucking weirdo shit. Had some 49er fans pull up in full 49ers gear, Raiders fans. It was, you know, it was it was chill. It was good, man. I, it was dope. Uh, by the way, another Filipino dude I got to give a shout out to, Rising Moon Organics in the Bay. I finally... Got some fucking bomb-ass CMOS. Couldn't believe the whole fucking two hours of my meet and greet. There's a dude there serving fucking CMOS and and smoothies and everything. I'm like, yo, bro, have you not seen my post about this shit? Like, I'm so hyped. I'm about to fucking be ordering shit from this dude all the time. It's expensive, too. But this shit changed my life. Look, guys, I took a fucking full smoothie and one of these capsules, right? Went to sleep, whatever. Woke up yesterday morning, Sunday morning, and was spitting up phlegm, felt different, had shit getting out of my body. Like, you know, moss removes mucus from your body. Mucus is how motherfuckers get sick. That's why they say don't eat cheese, eat this, this, and this. I get it. But yo, shout out to Blue Moon, I'm sorry, Rising Moon Organics in the Bay. Thank you for that CMOS. I cannot wait. I'm taking that motherfucking shit every single day. But um, Saturday night, we went to a Merced staple. This is a place called the Branding Iron. It is like attached to a train station. It is a steakhouse. It is super like the most old town restaurant with steaks and shit. And I loved it. It was fucking great. It was $40 for a fucking 16 inch prime rib. Um, They had market price, ribeye, all kinds of stuff. It was not bad at all. The gazpacho was good. The fucking cheese bread was lit that they had before. The rib was good. The creamy horseradish. My boy Dave brought an excellent bottle of wine. Uh, growth or groth, G-R-O-T-H, great bottle of wine. Had a great small-time vibe. Dudes were in there, was so hyped to meet me. It was just love. There was nothing but love and merced, man. It was it was fucking amazing, you know? So had a great meal, you know? And, and then I checked out, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know drove my way back. Then I had all that bullshit happen with uh with my fucking, um, with uh my crypto account, but we'll get down in a second. Um, actually, no, we'll get into it fucking now. Yeah. I get home, I'm chilling, watching the fucking, you know, Niners fucking Cowboys game. And after the game ends, I get an email and I pay attention to it because I have a very specific email just for my crypto accounts, right? Because I have... By the way, guys, after I tell you this story, if I don't remind you, please always, if you are carrying more than, you know, if it's your life savings, but I'm saying like, if you got over a hundred grand, consider getting a cold wallet. That is a very important asset to do. Get a cold wallet. It is very, very, very important you do that, okay? So chilling, and I get an email from that email address, and that email address only gives me crypto notifications. And I see a thing saying, We've requested your withdrawal for 4.28 Ethereum from this network, blah, blah. And they see the wallet address. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I never fucking requested fucking. I'm not fucking taking out. I'm not giving anybody fucking $14,100. What the fuck? So it says contact customer service. I contact customer service immediately. Call three times. Can't get a hold of anybody. Send an email to the chat. I said, fuck this. I hit up two people I trust in the crypto space. One is Billy Marcus, founder of Doge. Other one is Pop, Bitcoin Maxi, but he's a fucking very, you know, very connected dude. He connects me with the CEO and COO of crypto.com. And this is one of the probably the the biggest app that I push, never had a problem, but this is a big fucking problem. So he contacts them. They said they're gonna look at Twitter early, you know, more, more in depth. I don't even check Twitter to see if anybody else is fucked over but I have a conversation with Billy. We get on fucking Signal and start talking about crypto shit here and there. I show him the shit and he goes and checks the dude's wallet and I send him the transaction. He goes on Etherscan. If you guys know what Etherscan is, it shows every bit of information. It's a trail. It's a straight trail of all the transactions that go on with whatever Ethereum wallet address. Now, clicks on my transaction, check the wallet that, we, that I sent that money to. That wallet has no transactions on it. That was the only transaction. That right there is a red flag. It's not connected to it, would tell you, oh, it's from a you know Binance account or a Coinbase account. It's a real sketch. No transactions. So then we go back, we scroll, check out the um the account that uh the the crypto.com, crypto.com wallet, which has like, you know, I don't know, $35 million in fucking Ethereum. Go to their account and check their wallet out. Now we start looking at all the completed transactions and there's dozens of them between two and five Ethereum that are all completed. And most of them, when you click on them, again, very fishy. Going to wallets that are connected to an exchange, just solo random wallets, real fishy ass weird shit. So I I know this much. Look, I have two factor authentication. You can't just go send shit to nobody. You know, I keep a lot of money in three different places right here and there. I got my cold wallets. But, you know, I don't keep anything in MetaMask. You know, if I want to buy an NFT, yeah, I'll send it there. Boom. And there it is. And then, you know, kind of keep it, you know, separated between three wallets. So it ain't like you could just send fucking money. So I'm wondering what kind of fucking glitch they had to get all these people. Because I finally went on Twitter last night. And I've seen a bunch of people crying about it. One Indian dude, looked like he might be Indian just from his last name and everything. He says, My wife just had 17 transactions, or I forgot how many transactions, it was a bunch, seven transactions for 2.49 ETH. She's missing 17.8 Ethereum. That's like $56,000. She goes, She's in super panic mode. Can you guys let me know what's going on? Boom. And I'm just waiting to see what the fuck happens because I should be getting an email anytime soon. But yo, It ain't a shit ton of money or whatever, but it's enough to be annoying because now I can't trust crypto.com. Now I need to figure out, am I putting everything into Coinbase? Am I just going to do, you know, what wallet am I going to use? You know, and there's Trust Wallet. There's other stuff here and there, but it's like real weird. Like that kind of bummed me out. You know what I'm saying? It's still 14 Gs regardless. You know what I'm saying? It could be other things. It could help other people with other shit. I just, you know, they better make it right or, you know, we're going to have a problem. So... That's just a nightmare. But again, get a cold wallet. I'll have somebody on here to discuss about that and everything. And they got the time to talk about that right now. But yeah, um, Cowboys are fraudulent. I knew it from the beginning. Niners, you know, they're, they're good here and there, whatever. I just, Cowboys are fraudulent. It's like, you know, as much as people think I hate the, um, the Niners, I think more people understand that I've always said this. A Cowboys loss is a win for everyone. I have never said that with the Niners right? Niners is our rival because they're in the NFC West and that's our rival. I've always hated the Cowboys. So, you know, just a fucking bullshit ass game, whatever they got hurt. Look, man, San Francisco, sorry guys, they're going to go over to Green Bay and get fucking washed, period. Ain't no motherfucking chance. They're going to get fucking crushed. But it's so funny because Jimmy Garoppolo had zero touchdowns through that crucial interception. They almost lost that fucking game, by the way, but it is what it is. Um, If you're betting on these games, make sure you go to captainpicks.com. Captainpicks on Instagram. Yo, motherfuckers swept last night. They're not fucking around. They won every bet. When you know Vegas Dave shit, this shit's for real. Speaking of San Francisco, I'll be in San Francisco this week. Got business up there. It's going to be good to be uh, my home away from home. Yeah, you know what? I just realized I forgot. So Ghost, uh, Power Book 2, fire as fuck. It is just getting so fucking good. Now, I don't know if... I know Power, the first two seasons were really good. last one's, all right. This Ghost Power Book, yo, every season of this so far, I didn't like Tariq. I just did not like him. This shit is getting good. This shit, whoever writing for this show is amazing. Raising Canaan, great show. 50 is on fire right now. This shit is crazy. Now the BMF shit is like, eh, it's all right. Yellowstone, I don't know what's going on, man, but people are complaining about uh, no grand finale or no season finale. I don't know what's up. I'm gonna get into that in a little bit. But Euphoria, Euphoria season two, episode one was fucking a masterpiece. It was so fucking good. Now, part two, it just got way too fucking artsy, way too Silver Lake circa 2000 fucking... Five to 2013 got real super super fucking Silver Lake, you know, artsy. That fucking, um, I can't think of that genre of music. It's like, it's like almost reminds me of Portishead, a little bit of Beach House. Like, it's just that weird shit. Like, there's a lot of cool artsy shit. And yeah, you know, um, Zendaya. Well, I don't want to give any spoilers. My bad. Hold on. But it just tried to look too, you know, again, artsy, man. It just was, it was more of a visual thing, you know? The show's dope, you know? And and it still had some cool parts, but it's like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, they're not trying too hard either. It's an excellent show and I commend Drake and everyone involved. It's crazy. But yeah, it just didn't, this episode didn't hit like that. But Again, I'm ecstatic about Equalizer 3. I cannot wait. I don't know if they're doing it in Boston again. I don't give a fuck if it's bad. I am going to watch that motherfucker. If it's got to be in the theaters, I'm going to the motherfucking theaters. But guys, that is all I got for the show this week. Um, we got the credit. We got the fan questions. We got a big episode, man. I might have a fuck around, have an hour and a half, you know, maybe longer episodes. So get your questions ready. you probably do it on Twitter. There's nowhere else we could do it. I'll be like, hey, listen, ask your questions here. So if you don't have a Twitter account, I don't know what to say. I'm going to have to figure that out. Um, I'll think of an email maybe. Actually, you know what? I'll do an email. I'll do an email. It's probably more private that way too. So yeah, guys, um, I'll post an email of where you send the questions uh, somewhere on my social media. And uh, we'll do the questions there. I'm completely lost right now. Like what a fucking day yesterday was. This whole week was crazy. But yeah, man, guys, that is it. I appreciate it. Another banger in the fucking can. I appreciate all the support, but I do need you guys to subscribe to the show more. Um, I will start busting a couple episodes you know, a week just to throw some shit out there. I might do an update for crypto.com, so I might do an emergency podcast and figure that out. Um, yes, someone just reminded me. It's 10 days away from my birthday. I don't want to remind you. you know, I'm just beginning older I don't want to remind anybody that I'm turning fucking 49 years old on the 27th, but um, one thing I do ask, I don't want anything for my birthday. I never have asked anybody for my birthday, but I would love to trend. Happy birthday, Ben Baller. That would be fucking amazing if you guys, BTB Army, can you guys make me trend? Can you make that trend? Happy birthday, Ben Baller. Trending would be a fucking nice birthday present. Other than that, guys, that is it. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the show, BTB Army. We got some shit popping up. The blockchain is about to get stronger. We got a lot of good things coming on. I'm going to do some more giveaways. We're going to do these live shows. We're going to get it popping. Be safe. Be strong. I love you guys. Yo, the Korean John Cusack is out. Lakey Lake. Yes. 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 That's exactly the beat I needed on this Monday afternoon. All right, y'all. Peace.